Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I got my guy, my co-host with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what is good? Oh, man. Thursday Night Football is about to start. Uh, I'm excited. Um, Don't lie, Greg. Don't lie to the people. I'm excited about week four. I'm not excited necessarily about the game. I'm excited about my bold prediction, though, because I'm, I'm three for three. So if going four for four, well, these these types, that would be pretty nice, man. I'd be like a little little uh, Nostradamus here. <laughs> four for four would be nice. What would not be nice is 0-4. That's what these two teams playing right now are trying to avoid. But True. Uh, we are going to jump into the rest of these matchups because by the time you hear this, Thursday Night Football... Uh, will have been played. If you hadn't seen the game, maybe you you know you you didn't want to watch it because you know you wanted to watch something else. Because who blames you, right? And go back, listen to the pregame, uh, the the preview. Greg and I did. Uh, you know, both of us. One of us could be right in this one. Uh, partially, both of us, but one of us is going to be right. So go back and listen to that. Uh, also, in that episode, you'll hear our streams of the week. So you definitely got to get that. Uh, so you can figure out who you're streaming at the quarterback, uh, tight end, and defensive special teams positions. Uh, and then make sure you come back tomorrow for part two and our starts of the week. Uh, so definitely. Oh, yeah. gonna... What's up? What's up? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh, and shout out. Shout out to LeBron. You know, shout out. LeBron's about to get his fourth ring. And also uh, shout out to the Yankees. You know, in the second round. Let's go. Oh, my God. No one cares about basketball or, or baseball right now greg we're in the midst of a football season it is week four i should not be hearing about basketball in week four this is crazy <laughs> no but uh um just got to cover some news really quick uh this is some you know very important news we we talked about it in the uh thursday night preview um you know the game between the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans with multiple positive tests popping up uh, in the Tennessee Titans organization. The NFL has since decided uh, the game was going to be rescheduled initially Monday or Tuesday, but as more positive tests started to come through, the NFL felt it was just too risky, uh, too unsafe to play this game. And so they are rescheduling it, or they have rescheduled it, or they plan to reschedule it rather for later in the season. Um, you know, so this will be treated as their bye weeks, uh, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. So that means if you have, you know, Derrick Henry, uh, James Conner, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Johnu Smith, whoever these players that you're rostering, um, if you're in IDP leagues, whoever these players that you have rostered, um, just be mindful that this is now their bye week. And I know some people were complaining about how come this isn't um, – you know, how come I can't put these players in, in my COVID spot or an IR? And that is because this is a bye week. Uh, and yes, 
you didn't know this Bible was coming. You couldn't plan for it. Um, you know, uh, you couldn't adjust accordingly to fill your, your, your bench spots with these, with players for this bye week Um, it is unfortunate. It's something we knew was going to happen when we got into this season. Uh, and we, like, like we said before this whole thing started, we just got to roll with the punches, man. That's really all. That's the, really the only option that we have here. So Greg, what are you know? What are your takeaways? I know you're you're dealing with this league of extraordinary people. You you have Derrick Henry. Um, I have Deontay Johnson littered everywhere. So what are you doing with this, Greg? Yeah. Um, luckily, in the league of extraordinary people, I was able to slide in uh, Jared McKinnon. Uh, hopefully, if he can go, because well, not only dealing with COVID, we're just dealing with injuries that take that seem to be taking players out more than COVID. So uh, I slid in. Got had some running back depth. Luckily. Uh, got Jared McKinnon starting. Also, in my other league, I have John o. Smith. Uh, but luckily, I had Mark Andrews as my other tight end, my first tight end. Um, so, if you I mean honestly, start making moves right now to those the players that got that are free agents right now. I will go add those players if you need running back depth. Um, it's going to be tough right now at this point because uh, you know a lot of these players got picked up off waivers. Um, hopefully, you were able to get people because you know there were rumblings of this. Uh, before uh, waiver wire, the waivers were picked up, so uh, it's it's gonna be tough. It's it's really tough. This might be a sometimes some else for some people, uh, which is unfortunate. But that is fantasy football. Uh, the, the the weekly uh, stuff that we have to deal with is like no other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know we do have to adjust. I mean, it is a it's a little bit easier if you if you, you know you're dealing with the receivers because. Finding a receiver, uh, I was able to just yeah. pick, you know, pick up any receiver off my bench or you know guys in good matchups, which obviously we're going to cover yep. a little bit. Um, but running back, it would be so hard. I mean, I don't have so any Derrick Henry. I don't have you know any James Conner. Uh, not in redraft. So um, like you know, your best bet probably begin like Jordan Howard to score you a touchdown. <laughs> no, I mean you have to. You're going to have to or, get creative. Um, yeah. One of the things that I said, I mean, one of the things that I said, I posted on, I posted it on Twitter. Um, if I were the, if I were the, uh, if I were a, an opponent of the Derrick Henry manager, uh, like you are, Greg, get some <laughs> <laughs> uh, go find the one and two or the zero and three Derrick Henry manager. And go see what it would take to go get Derrick Henry. Yeah. Right. Or I mean, go see what it would take basically like to support them with a running back and see what you can get back, honestly. Yeah, I mean see what you could get back or I mean most notably, I'm I'm talking to my to to all the you know, this is how you win fantasy. You make you make trades, you build a super team, right? Like you you acquire depth, you make trades, build a super team. So you go find the Derrick Henry manager, you know, say you're sitting there. You know, that team we talked about the other day that has Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor and uh, uh, Miles Gaskin and Jarek McKinnon and, and and I don't know who else, right? Go send mm-hmm. an offer to, you know, hey, I'll give you, you know, two of these running backs for Derrick Henry, right? No, yeah, I'm in I'm in a league where I have a uh, 16-team league. I have James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, um, Antonio Gibson, and uh, you know, Chris Carson with Le'Veon Bell in my IR spot. I should just go, yo, I can go hit up the Derrick Henry owner, uh, give him one of these, Miles Gaskin or J- James Robinson, get a wide receiver one real quick. 
Yeah, you, exactly. You could do something like that as well. Go out and get a wide receiver because, or go out and get a wide receiver one because you could say, hey, look at this wide receiver. Or you even have a wide receiver on your bench and just be like, hey, I'll throw this guy in. Yep. You know? Um, and then that even opens up a roster spot for you to go pick somebody else up. So, um, you know, that's definitely one of the things I do. Another thing I would do, I don't have any Todd Gurley. Actually, I, that's, that's not true. I, had, I do have one share of Todd Gurley. Uh, I know Todd Gurley managers are frustrated right now um, with the with the production that they're getting from Todd Gurley. This would be the perfect time to trade Todd Gurley. You go approach a Derrick Henry manager or uh, the James Conner manager and, and say, "Hey, you know, what are you willing to give me for Todd Gurley?" Or, "Hey, you need you need a running back this week. What do you what what are you willing to give me for Todd Gurley?" Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah. The, um, honestly, the only one I see is Chris Thompson. Though Chris Thompson is. 20% rostered, and he's guaranteed to probably get 8 to 10 touches. So that could be a little safe for people that are struggling out there to get a running back. Yeah, I mean, I just see people going after after uh, Chris Thompson. I've seen some people go after uh, Giovanni Bernard. So people are getting desperate, yep. man. Um, all right, let's jump into these matchups. Uh, the first matchup we're going to cover today is the 2-1 Arizona Cardinals traveling to Carolina to take on the 1-2 Carolina Panthers. This is a 51-point over-under. The Carolina Panthers, or the Arizona Cardinals, rather, are three-point favorites in this one. Uh, injuries to note, Arizona wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins was not at the start of practice with an ankle. Um, it was unclear if he did practice or not, but he is questionable with the ankle. Um, he has been, you know tough throughout his entire career um so you know hasn't missed a game so i I think he's gonna i think he'll he's gonna play in this one uh christian kirk was limited participant with the groin injury uh and then they have some guys questionable on defense but star uh safety buddha baker uh, he's doubtful with a ucl tear in his thumb Uh, and then for carolina a bunch of uh, a bunch of guys are on on the report all questionable all banged up uh, does seem like their starting uh, guard, uh, Dennis Daly, will be back. Uh, so that should be a boost for them. Uh, in terms of how I see this game playing out, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Carolina to cover, Arizona to win the game. Um, both teams are slightly below the league average neutral game pass rate. Both teams offensively have a good matchup here in the run game. Uh, Arizona has the advantage in the pass game, though, on both sides. Uh, but this Arizona defense is a bit banged up, uh, hence why I'm taking Carolina to cover the spread. Uh, totally interested in in the big three on Arizona uh, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, go by Kenyon Drake and the big three: Der- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake. But go by Kenyon Drake. This is probably your last shot. Uh, this Carolina run defense, we've been targeting it, and while they are slightly better than what we we've, we've expected, uh, or not expected even slightly, they are improving as the season goes on. Uh, they're still a good matchup, and so. Um, on the on the Carolina side, I'm interested in in their version of the big three. That's going to be uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Mike Davis. So uh, I know DJ Moore isn't returning top ten value right now, like he like you expected, uh, like I expected as well. But he leads this team in targets. He leads this team in deep targets, and he's getting the end zone targets, uh, which he wasn't getting, you know, even last year. And so I, I'd buy him as well if I could. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this game? So with this game, I have the under. I'm taking the Cardinals to bounce back and cover. I'm taking the Cardinals to win uh, and bounce back. 
uh, yeah, it's it's fun always covering the Arizona Cardinals as far as their matchup because it's so easy. It's literally <laughs> three people. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray, D Hoppin, and Kenny Drake uh, in a great matchup. Kenny Drake, yes, like you said, you have to bond. This man's getting 20 touches per game uh, through three weeks. Um, so if you can get 20 touches per game, it's so hard to ask for. Uh, and you could possibly buy low on him. That's that's a easy money right there. Definitely got to go get him. On Carolina's side, yeah, Mike Mike Davis, you know, starting starting him definitely as a safe floor RB2. Got 21 touches last week. Um, definitely start this man against the bottom 10 fantasy rush defense uh, in the Arizona Cardinals. DJ Moore. You got to stick with him. Uh, getting the 8.6 targets per game. He's matched up probably, probably matched up with some Patrick Peterson. Uh, definitely still attackable. Galladay got a touchdown last week. So don't be scared of the matchup. Uh, Robbie Anderson, yeah, I also like him as well. Getting that 24% target share as well. Um, and also getting heavily targeted in the red zone. Um, getting a 30.8 target uh, target share in the red zone against that banged up secondary. You talked about at the Cardinals. Everyone's banged up back there. Mm-hmm. So is going to be good for him. Robbie Anderson has some wide receiver two upside. And his catch rate is really high this year. His catch rate is 83%, which is uh, not like Robbie Anderson no, for sure. No, absolutely so this not. Is, this, is, this is absolutely a good sign for him. Uh, I think it's a good spot. Yeah, they're using – they're kind of flip-flopped uh, the roles of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, it is It is pretty crazy. Uh, Robbie Anderson's working more of the in- intermediate range of the field uh so you know he obviously always was a deep target with the new york jets Mm -hmm. uh actually used to complain a lot about being pigeonholed as such uh but robbie anderson has that is so crazy uh an eight point half eight an eight and a half yard uh a dot 8.5 a dot dj moore has a 13.5 a dot so he's running the deeper targets down the field hence you know dj moore getting a 54% catch rate here. But again, like I mentioned, 25% of the team targets, almost 50% of the team air yards. Uh, DJ Moore, you know, he's 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 maybe not uh, as consistent as we thought that he would have been coming into this year because of the role that he played last year in, uh, in Carolina. But um, I don't know. This is a little bit tilting. I would wish that he would just play his role. You know, yeah. Well, it seems like whoever plays this Curtis Samuel role, like deep air yard guy in this offense, is not going to produce because they don't have as much of an accurate passer to get it to him like that, or in just opportunities. Uh, yeah, that that is interesting. I mean, I want week two was a good sign. I'm I'm not worried. I no, I'm not two, worried at all about he, DJ Moore. He put again. up huge numbers if he connects. So yeah, I don't uh, want to. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I'm 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 still with them. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like I'm panicking on DJ Moore. I still, I'm still in on DJ Moore 100%. Uh, I just, you know, it was we. I was all in on DJ Moore because of the reception floor. You know, that, yeah. You know, just thinking yeah. this is going to be a guy that's, that has the the potential to catch a hundred balls. So, um, and that's what I had projected him for. But yeah, so I mean, I'm still in on him. The end zone targets are there, like I said. Uh, the uh the the reds or the uh the air yards are there so the, all the peripherals are there with DJ Moore and, and this is a, a great matchup like you were saying. Um all right, let's move on to the next game man. We've got the 2 and 1 Baltimore Ravens uh go, traveling to Washington, not very far, Washington DC uh to take on the 1 and 2 uh Washington football team. This is a 45 and a half point over under. 
Vegas is giving the Ravens 13 and a half points here. I would say that's the largest uh, spread that we've seen thus far this season. Um, Baltimore has a bunch of guys questionable, but seems like they're set to play. Uh, Washington, however, uh, Terry McLaurin, star wide receiver. Uh, I mean, can I call him a star yet? I'm willing to. Let's do it. Uh, is yeah. questionable with a thigh injury. Uh, uh, Steven Sims Jr., uh, he did not participate in practice with a toe injury. And then stud defensive end Chase Young uh, is doubtful this week with a groin injury. So that's a huge loss for this defense. Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, this matchup, I have the over in this game. I have the Ravens covering, and I have the Ravens winning. I expect the Ravens. This I expect the Ravens to destroy <laughs> Washington. Uh, expect this entire offense to bounce back in a big way. This team is still fourth in the league in point differential with the with the fourteen point loss last week. So mm. if then you know in in big games when they're you know not playing like you know really elite teams, they're they're they dominate. They really do dominate. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, he had eight targets last week. Hollywood had six targets last week. He's twenty fourth among wide receivers uh, in air yards entering this week. Uh, I, I love all those guys. Mark Ingram, uh, he, you know, him and J.K. Dobbins should have a very favorable game script this week. Uh, last week wasn't the game for either of them. Uh, they only got a combined 12 touches between both of them, so it was definitely not the game for them. I think both of them are in a bounce-back spot here. Uh, Washington isn't too bad against the run, but I just think it's just going to be so bad and so so ugly that Baltimore is just going to blow them out. I'm taking that spread. Uh, Washington side, if Scary Terry can go, I'm always a fan of Scary Terry with that 25% target share uh, and his ability to just, you know, beat the, the corner he's facing. He's probably going to see a lot of Marcus Peters, but I think he can, uh, you know, win some of those matchups. And Logan Thomas, I'm still slightly a believer because, th- you know, he's still giving you good floor numbers for a tight end. He's still at, you know, 24.2% target share. Baltimore does struggle with those middle of the field pass catchers. Uh, you saw, you know, Travis Kelsey. Uh, eat kind of in the middle of the field and they've given up touchdowns to tight ends and yards so i would i was can still start logan thomas and have confidence that he'll, he'll, he'll give you a floor and won't be have a disastrous week but yeah it's gonna be ugly baltimore day yeah i'm i'm totally with you on how this game plays out uh in terms of how, uh, the ugliness it'll be it'll be on the uh washington football team side but uh i'm taking the under here i'm taking baltimore to cover and win the game in terms of how it plays out um yeah, man, like you said, Baltimore is just going to dominate this game. You yeah. got to love, you know, your Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram. Uh, I mean, you don't love Mark Ingram, but you're willing to play Mark Ingram. It is tough with Mark Ingram, man. Uh, it really is between him, J.K. Dobbins, uh, even uh, even uh, Gus Edwards. You really don't know how it's going to play out. But Hollywood Brown, uh, I'm willing to go back to the well, man. Uh, you know, like you were saying, in terms of the air yards and the targets, he's getting those in this offense. And, you know, it's regardless of the game script, whether it was week one where they, they were in positive game script or week two when they were in negative game script uh, or I mean, week three when they were in negative game script. You know, he's he's still he's still that, uh, you know, being involved in the offense. And and Mark Andrews, uh, I'm not you know, obviously he had the, the crazy week one. You, you, you were like, I'm getting this, you know, ridiculous return. Uh, on on Mark Andrews is drafted as a tight end three or four, uh, and then the last two weeks he he, he almost kills you here. So um, I'm not panicking though. I'm I'm still I'm still running them out there because honestly, like 
who else are you going to start at tight end? Yeah, he got eight <laughs> targets last week. Like, eight targets last from, week. Yeah, in this offense, I'm, I'm I'm taking that. Yeah, I mean, he's their primary red zone weapon. Uh, gotta gotta love him, man. Uh, and then in terms of Washington, bro, I'm like I'm I'm 100 with you, Terry Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin. You got to start him. I mean, yes, the matchup is tough, but if he's going, he's gonna get ten targets in this offense. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know. I mean, we saw Odell get 10 targets. I mean, he has a 64% catch rate, so that's actually pretty good uh, compared to his teammate, Logan Thomas, who does have the 50% catch rate in this one. And this is that 50% catch rate. And again, we know it's not entirely on him. Uh, Most of it is on Dwayne Haskins and how poor he's been. Um, But tight ends, right, they typically have a low low average at the target uh, somewhere between, you know, eight to nine yards. Uh, and, you know, obviously there's outliers like Mark Andrews who, have his, who has an eight out over 12 yards. But uh, the tight end uh, the tight end catch rate is usually somewhere around 70, 75%. Logan Thomas has a 50% catch rate. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, yes, the targets are there, but we've just, he's just, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins has been so bad. It is just so tough to yeah. trust Logan I mean, you Thomas. Can definitely, you can definitely get like higher upside tight ends. Uh, this is more just if you're looking for five or six points automatically, he's going to give you that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Five or six points automatically, he'll give you that. But uh, Dwayne Haskins in a game like this where I don't even – I don't know how many opportunities. I True. Mean, between turnovers and, <laughs> yeah, and <he> might. <laughs> I just how many passes is gonna get off <laughs> right like I I really don't know so uh, and, and you know Baltimore coming off a loss on Monday night yeah bro where they got yeah they got their their butts handed to them I think they come out with this one all firing yeah. on all cylinders man. <laughs> guns blazing yep yeah. guns blazing all right man so on to the next matchup we've got the uh two and one cleveland browns traveling to dallas to take on the one and two dallas cowboys this is a 56 and a half point over under uh highest total on the week the uh cleveland browns are four and a half point favorites greg where are you at with this oh i am covering this I see you. Yeah, yeah 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 yep, yep, yep. in terms of <laughs> injuries though Ty- uh left tackle tyron smith questionable with a neck uh you know, he did play last week, so we should be good to go. Um, and then uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he was a, a DMP with a knee injury. Uh, then on the Cleveland side, Kareem Hunt, this one is a little concerning, uh, was DMP the last two practices with the groin injury. Um, the Browns initially said it wasn't serious, but they have already called up practice squad running back Dontrell Hid- uh, Hilliard as a, as a precaution. Uh, so be mindful of that going into this week. Uh, Kareem Hunt status. But um, the uh, the Browns also have a bunch of guys on defense that are banged up, uh, both starting cornerbacks, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward. Um, they're, they're still banged up. So that's something I'm going to continue to watch coming into this game. Um, but in terms of how I see it playing out, I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Cleveland to cover and Dallas to win the matchup. Um, the Dallas is, uh, is coming into this game. They want to throw the ball. They, they throw the ball 62% of the time in neutral game script. Cleveland, however, they want to run the ball, uh, running the ball 52% of the time in uh, neutral game script, which is well above the league the league average run rate. So, um, you know, I think this is actually going to be a pretty good game, inter- very interesting matchup. Um, mm-hmm. Both these teams actually have, you know, pretty good run defenses according to sharpfootballstats.com's uh, strength of schedule. 
Uh, and then, but however, neither of these teams are, are very good against the pass. So I like both offenses in this one, Dallas. Uh, especially they're number one in, in pace of play in neutral game script. Uh, they're running an offensive play every 20.6 seconds. That's well above the league average of 27.1 seconds. So they will run a lot of plays in this one. I think that forces Cleveland to speed up. Uh, so I actually like both quarterbacks in this spot. Uh, Dak, obviously, uh, you know, it has been rough for Baker. But, you know, as I said, it's a good matchup here. I really, really love OBJ in this matchup, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Dallas gives up the second most fancy points to the wide receiver position. Um, you know, I love all of Dallas's wide receivers as well. Uh, so maybe this this is finally the Amari Cooper boom game, man. You know, like you said the other day, he's been consistent. Uh, he's got exactly uh, 13.1 points or 13 points in, in each of his three games this season in half-point PPR leagues. Um, that's without uh, scoring a touchdown either. So um, still waiting for that boom game from him, and maybe you get that this week. And then Nick Chubb. Uh, will finally get this, could potentially get this backfield to himself uh, for this game coming up on Sunday. So that would be exciting. And then gotta love Dalton Schultz. Like you said, Greg, he's your stream of the week this week. He, I wanted him to be my start of the week, but Cleveland's the fourth worst uh, against the tight end position. Uh, and then if Hunt is out, I think Jarvis Landry is interesting. Yeah, so I have the over, but I'm with you really much, pretty much. I got Cleveland covering. And also Dallas winning. This was probably the toughest game to call so far for this this part one, for sure. Uh, definitely two separate styles. Um, Cleveland's going to have to control the time of possession to win. I mean, which they also could, but Dallas just scores so quickly and they're so Chipotle in offense that the Cleveland might have to be rushed to throw. So that might put Baker in some trouble. But uh, he, I think he has some stream value. Uh, I think he, you know, high QB2 in this one. Um, solid definitely for Superflex because he'll have to throw to keep pace. Chubb and Kareem Hunt, if Kareem Hunt can't go, it's definitely all the Chubb show. Uh, if Kareem Hunt is going, you know, it's both running through them. They both, you know, can have RB1 upside regardless of the matchup. Uh, and Odell, yeah, I think I like this matchup for him for sure. He's a low and wide receiver one for me. Uh, Jarvis has some flex appeal, uh, I think. Um, yeah, I think especially without Kareem Hunt, especially for PPR leagues, a lot of those receptions will go to Jarvis. Um, on the Dallas side, it's Dak, it's Zeke, it's Amari Cooper. Um, yeah, consistent low end wide receiver one getting almost 12 targets a game. Gallup, um, uh, CD Lamb, they both have boom flex value and, and Dalton Schultz. Yeah, tied in one uh, with you on pretty much everything on this game. Yeah, uh, just wanted to clear something up. The, this is the second highest total this week. Uh, the highest oh, total. Man, I'm shocked. We, yeah. Dallas game, that's not the highest over under. <laughs> right? No, it's the Atlanta game. Would you guess that? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the. Uh, Oh, so okay. The other thing to note is that C.D. Lamb apparently got banged up in the last game against Seattle. Uh, that's why we actually end up seeing a lot of, uh, you know, Cedric Wilson near the end of the game. C.D. Lamb didn't play a lot near the end of the game after um, he had gotten a leg injury. So uh, that's something to monitor. I mean, he's not on the injury report, but it's something to monitor uh, for these, uh, you know, these next couple weeks, this next, you know, this next game here, um, you know, you know, these next couple games here to see if, if his his playing time is, is limited at all. Yeah, there was a lot of surprise uh, injury pop-up reports today. Um, but at least that's kind of a good sign because that means, you know, they weren't trying to just use Cedric Wilson over CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, I, I doubt CeeDee Lamb, they were trying to use Jeff, uh, 
they would try to use Cedric Wilson over CeeDee Lamb because, honestly, CeeDee looks like their best receiver right now. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Let's move on to the next matchup. <laughs> the next matchup here is the 2-1 Indianapolis Colts traveling to Chicago to take on the 3-0, now led by Nick Foles. Chicago Bears this is a 43.5 point over under. Uh, this game is a uh, – the Colts are 2.5 point favorites. Um in terms of injuries, Khalil Mack is questionable, but he has played through this knee injury, so should be fine there. And then Naheem Hines is questionable with a shoulder injury. And then cornerback Rocky Sin is was limited participant with the with an illness. So, uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, yeah, in this matchup, I have the under. I have the Colts covering, and I have the Colts winning the game. I'm, I'm definitely a believer in this Colts defense. I think they're you know a top five defense. They uh, are you know showing that they are, can be dominant. I mean, they did play the Jets last week, but the previous two weeks as well, they're, uh, you know, holding their own for sure and making quarterbacks look um, pretty pretty average out there. So um, on the Colts side, it's the JT show. You know this. He's third amongst running backs in red zone touches with 15, so he's getting five per game. Uh, this is a team that's going to continue to rely on him. They're seventh in running plays per game entering this week. Uh, Naeem Hines, he was, you know, he was involved in last game. And I think he will, this is the more of the game for him. Um, definitely deep league flex consideration. Uh, he got the most targets on the team last week in a blowout. So that's that's a pretty good sign, um, especially from the usage where he wasn't pretty much used against that Minnesota game uh, in a positive game script. So uh, it's good there. T.Y. Hilton, um, it's very interesting. He's only getting a 17.7 target share. Uh, there's so many injuries, though, to all these other receivers. It's just crazy that he still hasn't thrived yet. <laughs> it's kind of disappointing that this team doesn't really have like an alpha as a receiver or as a pass catcher right now, um, which is interesting because, you know, Phillip Rivers historically is, is a guy that likes to chuck the ball, but this is more of a run-heavy team. I think you have to be able to trust him in, as a flex in a bounce-back spot. Like, there's no one else to pass it to. Any Michael Pittman went down, uh, you know, Paris Kemmon went down, Zach Pascal is, uh, is on alert, so... I think I can trust T.Y. as a flex, but that's that, That's the best I can do. Morley um, Cox, though, I think he has some tight end two upside. Uh, I think you can maybe some find some. Uh, I think I think I like Dalton Schultz and Jimmy Graham a little more, but I think he's you know very intriguing because he's leading. He led in snaps over Doyle last week, and uh, yeah, I think he's the the tight end to own of those two. Um, on the Bears side, Colts defense talk about is good. So Nick Fle- Nick Foles. I think he's only considered for super flex. Um, as also, um, you know, Philip Rivers, David Montgomery should be leaned on. I think I, I like it, this matchup for him. Um, as far as giving you some a slate floor, uh, got 16 touches last week. There's no Tariq Cohen, uh, even though they really didn't use him. But there's no Tariq Cohen anyway. So his and also his routes is increasing each week. David Montgomery, so that's good for the the pass catching. So I like that uh, for sure. Uh, and then for receivers, Allen Robinson. And Jimmy Graham, I think, are the only two I can trust in this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm taking the uh, the Colts to cover, and I'm taking the Colts to win this game. Both these teams want to run the ball. Both these defenses are actually you know, pretty good, uh, especially the Colts defense, like you were saying. The, they've been dominating uh, you know, opposing quarterbacks uh, and offenses. Uh, they've been really good. You know, Both these teams have been really good through three weeks, or both these defenses have been really good through three weeks. Uh, I expect this game to be a, a tough one, somewhat of a bloodbath. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, Indianapolis pulls it out in, in the end, um, you know, three point cover, two and a half point cover. I don't think, you know, it's, it's clearly going to be a close game here. You know, it could be yeah. 17, 14, 
you know, something like that, 2017. Yep. But um, Dave, JT, David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, uh, T.Y. Hilton's a possible flex, like you were saying, but JT, M- Montgomery, and Robinson, those guys are all must-starts for me in this game. Uh, I think I, I actually like both tight ends in this one. Um, you know, Jimmy Graham, like you said, he's he's obviously um, – you know, expected to be the the second target behind Allen Robinson and then Mo Ali Cox. Um, you know, he's been so efficient on his touch on his targets. Uh, you know, we talked about him at, at you know running seven yards per route run. Uh, so, so you know, he's he's clearly the you know a big play guy, especially around the red zone. And we know that this this uh, Chicago defense, if there's one weakness, it is the tight end position. So, yeah, uh, I think you could fire Mo Ali Cox on, on, in this matchup. Um. All right, man. Let's move on to the next matchup, man. Unless you have something yes, else. No, no, no. We can move on. All right, man. This next matchup, man, it is the 1-2 Jacksonville Jaguars against the 0-2-1. That's going to annoy me all year. Forty nine uh, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. This is a 49.5 point over under. Uh, the Jags are three-point favorites. Uh, injuries to note. Since he is good for the most part, uh, but for Jacksonville, uh Wide receiver DJ Shark is questionable with the chest that kept him out last week. Uh, he was a limited, limited participant in practice. Um, seems like he's trending in the right direction. Center Brandon Linder uh, should be back, but he's questionable uh, after missing uh, last week, uh, last week's Thursday night football game. And then uh, place kicker. You got two kickers from us in one week. This is crazy. But Steven Hauschka uh, was a DMP with a knee injury. So I don't know how many of you are out there rostering jacksonville's kicker but if you are no one is safe man (laughs) no no one is safe not even the kickers because they're people too so um i'm taking the over here i know uh cincinnati had their first non-loss last week but i'm giving them their first win this week man Uh, Bengals to cover Bengals to win this game cincinnati is tied for the league lead uh for neutral game pass rate at 66 percent uh, of passing 66% of the time. Jacksonville is slightly above the league average with a 58% pass rate in neutral game script. The Jack- the Jacksonville pass defense is really bad. They give it the six most fancy points to the quarterback position. So Joe Burrow in a real nice spot. Be. In, a, in a really, really nice spot. Uh, hint, hint. So uh, here he's got, <laughs> he's also bringing here his number one target, uh, new number one target, Tyler Boyd. So you're Ooh. playing him. Uh, I think you can play T. Higgins. And then, like I said, man, I said I would drop A.J. Green to go pick up T. Higgins. I felt like maybe that was overreaction. Maybe I was tilting. Uh, no, I think I would drop uh, A.J. Green to go pick up T. Higgins. But maybe it's too late because uh, Greg already p- picked him up in all the all the <laughs> leagues. So um, I think there is enough volume in this pass offense for multiple pass catchers uh, to have decent output in this one. Even though Higgins, I think, had like an 11% target share, uh, even though he had eight eight or nine targets um, you know, so there's there's definitely volume to go around in this offense for sure. Um, and then in terms of oh, I yeah, I don't know if I can go back to Drew Sample though, uh, even in a good matchup. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. he showed it to us one day. He was he had a good matchup last week. It wasn't his fault. He only got targeted one time, but with other good, you know, I I think I found myself going to a a guy like Robert Tanyan, who was my stream of the week over Drew Sample this week. But uh, Joe Mixon has a slightly tougher matchup 
Uh, but you're obviously going to play him. Hopefully, uh, if in what I'm projecting to be the Bengals' first win, he finally gets his first touchdown uh, of the season. And then for Jacksonville, got to love James Robinson this week. Uh, the matchup is great, and he showed us last week he could be productive regardless of the game script. And then in terms of pass catchers, I'm not really in love with any of them on the Jacksonville side. Obviously, Shark coming off the injury, uh, but things were not you know, looking great for him in the offense. Before that, he was fourth on the team in targets at the time, had an 11% target share. Uh, you could totally go to him. Uh, and, you know, I love DJ Shark. I just, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could. Um, I think you could do better this week in terms of securing a floor at the receiver position. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to go with the over. Um, yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati to cover. I'm taking Cincinnati to win. I think since since he's covered like every game this year so far, because I I feel like I picked him to cover yes, a lot. Yes, you have. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So since he on James, the Jacksonville side, yeah, James Robinson definitely RB one for this matchup. Uh, he's he's got great upside. He's he's got a good matchup against this Bengals defense. Um, so I definitely like him here. I like DJ Shark. I think I think if he's starting, you gotta play him. Um, just because he's 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 been a fit, very efficient with his touches. Uh, definitely not getting the targets you expect him to get, but when it is thrown to him, uh, he does make a lot happen. Also, I think they really missed him last week, so they might emphasize him a lot more. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go with starting him there. On the Bengals side, though, it's Joey B. Joey B's about to eat, man, and this is please start him in this juicy matchup. I'm about to go off on Joey B right now. This is this is Joey B's stats, man. He's second in the league in pass attempts. He's third in red zone attempts. He's eighth in deep ball attempts among quarterbacks. The man's got five touchdowns. That's a QB1 in fantasy. I don't care what no one says. Uh, Tyler Boyd, he's got the wide receiver one upside. Uh, I think he heard, you know, when you, you accuse me of the take lock in week two, yo, he heard, he heard that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's top 10 in targets. He's top five in receptions. Uh, he's third in routes run. That's a beautiful in a, this high-volume passing offense. Uh, it's perfect for him, um, and he should also get favorable matchups against the nickel corner So every week. So it's, it's, this is good for Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, I agree with you there. Definitely flex appeal, and Joe Mixon, start him up. He should hopefully thrive and get you a top 15, 16 finish. Yeah, man, I, I'm totally with you, man. Joey B, number one quarterback for sure. I mean, he's he's got more fancy points on the season than Lamar Jackson. Uh, that should be tilting for some people. Um but yeah, so would you start T. Higgins or DJ Shark? Same game. Uh, ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, this is a player A, player B thing. Because, I mean, if you tell me those names, I'm, I'm always going DJ Shark, I feel like. I, I think I'm still going that's DJ. What, that's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. Because uh, what DJ, like, if you just, if you take the names out and you yeah. see DJ Shark's peripherals through the first three yep. weeks you're not gonna play him no no you're no, gonna you're say not. like that's you're... cedric wilson <laughs> yeah <laughs> word word but uh you mean you gotta expect the bounce back at some point for dj at and... at some point but i don't know if i could play him over a guy like robbie anderson who has consistently gotten targets every week true true i think i, I, think would, probably... I would wait and see if i if i could afford to wait and see right like you know, somebody asked yeah. me today, Terry McLaurin or DJ Shark. I mean, I'm going Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I agree. I'm in that spot within the League of Shortnight. People have DJ Shark, and it's really either him or Greg Ward for me, or like Hunter Renfro. So it's coming down to like decisions like that. 
And I'm no, you know, building. you know, I love the Hunter Renfro matchup. This yeah, week. I know you love the Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I, I know you do, especially for a PPR league. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, especially I'm against in, Buffalo. I, <laughs> especially against Buffalo, the middle of the field is nice for them. Um, yeah, I, I think DJ Shark has to get that touchdown to also make it a nice day. Because um, maybe the target volume, the targets won't be there. I mean, sorry, the receptions. Um, but they really missed him. Gardner really missed him. So I think they're going to emphasize him. I think they missed him for what he, what he, you know, the the attention that does the defense the has to give him. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like the Julio effect. Like yep. he does so much for our offense, and we don't even have to give him the ball. <laughs> right. Right. So I mean, you. I think again, DJ Shark is the kind of player where he can catch. I mean, he's got he's caught a hundred percent of his targets. He's been so efficient in, in that way, um, and he's the kind of guy that can, you know. You know, catch the fifty-yard touchdown or the sixty-yard touchdown. Um, you know, or with his punt return ability, break break some tackles in the open field and, and get to the end zone. But you know, at eleven percent of the team's air yards, um, you know, again when he was playing, he had an eleven percent target share. Uh, I just don't know how safe that is. I mean, seven for seven for one hundred nine mm-hmm. and a touchdown. It's just that's. I mean, again. Love DJ Shark. I just don't know what floor he's giving you today. Mm-hmm. And maybe it changes. I'm hoping it changes. Uh, I said it last week when I was willing to play him. I just think, you know, this week through injuries and, you know, just other guys performing, I think there's other options available. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of definitely this week. Greg Ward, T. Higgins, um, Hunter Renfro, just to name a few. Uh, Cole yeah. Beasley, even Cole I mean, Beasley. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a bunch Golden of guys Tate. that yeah, have there's a lot of, there's a lot of good a, guys. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup. The one and two LA Chargers traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the two and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a forty-three point total. The Bucks are seven point favorites. In terms of injuries, Chris Godwin is out next week with the hamstring. Um, or he's out the next two weeks with the hamstring. Leonard Fournette, this is new. He was it was initially called rest day, but he it is an ankle that made him a DMP the last two practices and makes it likely that he will be out this week. So you it'll be the Ronald Jones show potentially. And then Scotty Miller is questionable with a hip and a groin and was also a DMP. So the Bucks are a little banged up offensively. Uh, for the Chargers, Mike Williams is a DMP today due to a hamstring. Uh, star edge rusher. Um, Joey Bosa was questionable with the triceps injury. And then uh, right tackle Brian Bulaga, who left Sunday's uh, game, uh, is questionable with a back injury. Um, also, one other thing, slot cornerback Chris Harris uh, for the Chargers is on IR. Expected to be there quite some time. So uh, the Chargers will be out without him in this game and for the foreseeable future. So, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this matchup, I have the under in this game. I have Tampa covering, and I still have Tampa winning. I think Tampa Tampa's defense is also, I think, really good. Um, I think they're up there, you know, with the likes of the Colts and stuff like that. Um, they're playing pretty lights out. Uh, Godwin, yeah, they're so banged up on offense, though. Um, it's definitely going to be the Rojo and the Mike Evans show. Shout out to Mike Evans' stat line last week. Two receptions, <laughs> two yards, and two touchdowns. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. Um but yeah, Mike Evans, I think Tom Brady's going to definitely look to him, uh, especially in the red zone. Now that he caught two of them at the goal line, Tom Brady's definitely going to keep trusting him, uh, especially in the red zone area. Uh, so I like Mike Evans, um, especially in a you know, tough matchup against the Chargers secondary, but I like it. Rojo, you got to go with him. Uh, Justin Watson, 
if he's going, I think he has some intrigue for this matchup with all the injuries, uh, with Scotty Miller being probably, you know, s s not banged up and also Godwin being out. I think he has some intrigue uh, on the Chargers side. I think this is a tough matchup for Herbert. Um, it's probably his first real like test. He might. I think he's going to struggle a little bit, um, but I think he's, you know, for super flex reasons only. Uh, Keenan Allen, though, he's going to demand so many targets. Uh, you got to keep playing him as a strong wide receiver, too, with some wide receiver one upside. Uh, and also Austin Eckler, um, this guy's performing like we you know we thought he would. Uh, got those heavy amount of targets last week, uh, 11, um, and he should continue to get heavily targeted in the passing game and get opportunities in the rushing game as well. Uh, the real question comes down to Joshua Kelly. Uh, the first two weeks were were awesome. Uh, he had a you know not a very good week last week, but he you know fumbled the ball. Uh, I think his you know usage should trickle back to where it was before in the first two games. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. So I think he is in a good, uh, he's in a tough spot as far as would you start him or not. Um, I think I would take like Jerick McKinnon over him or mm -hmm. like, you know, people like Miles, Miles Gaskin and stuff like that. So I think he's more of like a running back three for me this week. Yeah, uh, I'm going to, I'm taking the under here. I'm just, I'm going to take the Chargers to cover the spread um, mm -hmm. just because I think that this is a little crazy, but I think that, I like that. Uh, the I think that Justin Herbert's mobility could give the Tampa Bay defense a little bit of trouble uh, defensively. I, I know that you know Todd Bowles, his defense historically they run a lot of man coverage, uh, so you know mobile quarterbacks have been an issue for him in the past. But I do think the the Bucks still get this, or you know, the, yeah, the Bucks still get this win. Uh, both these teams have a desire to run the football. Both these defenses are pretty good against the run, especially Tampa Bay. Uh, both these defenses are also pretty good against the pass, but obviously the Chargers are going to be without slot cornerback Chris Harris, so that that's obviously going to be a um, you know a, a, that's obviously going to downgrade their defense there. Uh, Joey Bosa banged up with the tricep injury, that's obviously going to bang you know going to going to slow them down there as well. And then Melvin Ingram went on IR. Uh, failed to mention that, but he went on IR as well, hmm. if I'm not mistaken, last week. So um, that's tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough, tough sledding for for the Chargers defense in this one. Uh, I am starting Mark, uh, Mike Evans, Ronald Jones, of course. Uh, that's really it for me on the Tampa Bay side. I mean, Tom Brady, he's been, uh, you know, he's been a top ten quarterback two of the last three weeks. Uh, but you know, I don't know how much upside there is really in a matchup like this uh, on the Chargers side. Uh, for me, it's really just Eckler, Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen, um, you know, expect Keenan Allen and uh, Austin Eckler to continue to dominate targets. I think I don't think Henry gets, you know, faded from the party this time around either. Um, you know, Joshua Kelly, he's interesting, man, because if he was in such a great spot last week, I uh, know. got benched for the fumble, uh, I think, you know, because last week was the first time we saw the uh, the Justin Herbert led offense in any real negative game script. Uh, and we saw yeah, and it was all Eckler. <laughs> it was it was all Eckler. So, um, you know, and that was again, there was a fumble there. So, yeah. you know, how much does that play into it? Especially Anthony Lynn, the head coach. He's a former NFL running back. He's an he's an he's a former NFL running backs coach. Uh, so, you know, that's something that I think you know he's he's probably hard on his guys about. So. Uh, you know, I think you could flex him if you needed him. Um, but again, in a tough matchup, it, it, there's not much upside there. What do you think about Gronk this week, man? I mean, you know, 
uh, caught six targets last week, 48 yards, no touchdown, uh, you know, no, no Chris Godwin, uh, no, or potentially no Scotty Miller here. Uh, Justin Watson also banged up. Uh, what about Gronk? Uh, it is tough. I mean, it would make sense for him to be used because he, you know, a lot of injuries, especially in, you know, the red zone. But I think Mike Evans got that. I think Mike Evans is going to be the guy to move the chains and with Rojo, really. Um, I'm leaning towards taking still guys like Jimmy Graham over him. I think I would still take Mo Ali Cox over him. Uh, I, uh, yeah, so I would have to reach to really go get Gronk. Also with the Tom Tom Brady, I mean, no Big Ben or no Ryan Tannehill. You might have to start a lot of some, some quarterbacks. It might be tough. Oh, this is true. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, he's out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> yes, sir, he is out there. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Speaking of the last game we are covering today, the 3-0 and Seattle Seahawks traveling to Miami to take on the 1-2 and Miami Dolphins. This is a 54.5 point over under. The Seahawks are six-point favorites on the road. Does it matter anymore? I don't know. Uh, in terms of injuries, Miami uh, cornerback Byron Jones was a DMP with a groin and an Achilles. Uh, and then the Seattle one, I typically type these in. I just took a screenshot because this thing is so long. Cornerback. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I saw that too, that was crazy. I'm like, Dak, this is a whole offensive line, a whole 11 man roster right here. Right? You, you could, yeah, it's like a whole team. So, um, yeah. Sha- Shaq Griffin, cornerback. He's he was a limited participant in practice with a with a shoulder injury. Uh, the big news for Seattle is star safety. Uh, Jamal Adams, uh, he was a DMP with a groin injury that seems like it may keep him out of this game. So that'll be a blow for Seattle, for the Seattle defense, uh, already struggling Seattle secondary. Um, the big news offensively for, um, you know, for the Seattle Seahawks is that running back Chris Carson, who obviously uh, had his leg rolled up in that in that dirty play on um you know, in Sunday's game against Dallas, um, he is—he's qu- a limited participant with the knee injury. So it seems like you know he is mm-hmm. trending in the right direction. Like he may be able to play in this game. Uh, backup running back Carlos Hyde—he was questionable uh, with the, or he's questionable with a shoulder injury. Was also a limited participant in practice. So maybe you might have to take a look at Travis Homer. Um, you know, in terms of uh, other. In terms of you know other injuries, you know left tackle, uh, left you know right guard, uh, right left guard, <laughs> the other left <laughs> guard are all questionable. So um, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, this banged up Seattle offensive line going into this game. But wow, I feel like I just did a whole lot. But <laughs> in terms of the uh, the picks, I'm taking the over here. I'm taking. Uh, Miami to cover this game. I'm taking Seattle to win the game. Um, in terms of how it plays out, uh, honestly, I think I like everyone in this game, man. Uh, Russell you Wilson uh, for Seattle. Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf uh, are all you know. They're all in play. If Chris Carson goes, uh, then I'm playing him. 
Uh, if not, you can pivot to a Carlos Hyde who's also banged up. But either way, I think I like Travis Homer in this game as the receiving back anyway. We expect it to be fast-paced. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of points. At least I do. Uh, for Miami, I love Fitzpatrick this week. Obviously, he's my stream of the week. Uh, I love Miles Gaskin in this one. Uh, obviously, the upside is limited, but the receiving work will be there, especially if you play in a full point PPR league. Uh, had 27 total touches last week. Uh, so you know, in terms of pass catchers for Miami, I I like all four of them to be honest. Uh, Par- Devontae Parker, uh, Preston Williams. Mike Gusecki, and then Isaiah Ford. I'm bringing them back, man. Uh, Miami, you know, they're going to be a negative game script, uh, which I think they'll have to, you know, they obviously will have to pass. So I expect Ford to be on the field more. Um, You know, obviously the last game was not very competitive, so uh, Ford didn't have to play as much. But I think in a game like this, you'll see them get into a lot of their spread sets. um, And that's where you'll see Ford and Gusecki, uh, the two primary slot options for Miami. Uh, And the Seattle defense, while they're terrible against the pass and they're terrible against the receiver position, uh, they're they're particularly terrible against the slot. Uh, so, I, you know, that's where both of these guys play. They, they both play over 90% of their snaps from the slot, from the slot position. Uh, so Ford, he's really just a, a deep leaguer, a deep league guy for me, especially full point PPR. Um, but I think I, I like all the, I like all the, the five eligibles for Miami in this game. Yeah. I have the over in this game. I have the dolphins covering as well. And Seattle winning, uh, on Seattle side, yeah, all these offensive line injuries, man, that's just more of a reason for Russell to let that thing fly, man. Throw the ball, <laughs> uh, get it out, maybe use his legs even more, which is so so dangerous he, that he does. He's the safest quarterback runner in the league. Uh, he's so smart. So, yeah, Russell Wilson, lock it in. Uh, expect another top five performance, I think, from him. Chris Carson, yeah, it was very surprising, very great news to hear that he was back at practice in limited fashion for an injury that we thought would be at least two weeks. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, if he's starting, you got to start him up. If not, yeah, I agree with you on the, the, the backup running backs as well. Hyde and, and Homer have them ready. Uh, DK and Tyler Lockett, both five receiver, one upside. So I agree with you there as well. Uh, I, I like Greg Olson a little bit in this matchup as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. Played the most tight end snaps last week with 63%. Um, got the most targets uh, as far as the tight ends. Got six. I think he has some streamable value in this one. Like, I would still take Greg Olson over Gronk. That's why I'm at, really, with Gronk. So. Wow, uh, you, yeah, you've yeah, yeah. really come, yeah. you've done a like a 180 yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I definitely have. Like, uh, some on Miami side, Fitzy, yeah, you gotta love him in this one. He has QB1 upside, mm-hmm. Miles Gaskin for sure, and the receivers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Preston Williams this week. I think this is a, a, a big spot for him. I think this is where he blows up a little bit. Um, got the touchdown last week. Uh, I like Mike Isecki, like Devontae Parker, but yeah, Preston Williams is gonna come alive. I like it. I like it, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, yo, it's interesting what you said about Russ. I mean, the, the you know the all banged up offensive line. Maybe he'll have to run more. Uh, also got me thinking this banged up uh, running back backfield. That might be some rushing touchdowns potentially. More Ooh. red zone passing opportunities for Russell Wilson in this more one. Points for so, Russell Wilson. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like 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 the uh, uh, like Russell Wilson's opponents needed that this week, uh, or Word. opponents of Word. the Russell Wilson manager needed that this week. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you could always hedge in DFS, right? You know, play the, play the, play Russell Wilson in DFS if you're going up against Russ or just because, cause you know, at this point, I think if you're not playing Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett and bringing it back somehow with another pass catcher on, uh, the, on the, uh, uh, you know, on the opposing side, then you're, then you're, uh, 
you're you're probably doing it wrong at this point. Yeah, that's a but, good uh, skeleton to start with. Really, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to steal that real quick. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, obviously if you want to hear more about that one, you're going to have to come back for the DFS rundown on Sunday. Um, but in regards to, you know, the rest of these matchups, you're going to have to come back and listen to that one tomorrow, uh, starts of the week as well. Uh, and you know, also going to play some money time where we, you know, we, that's the head to head DFS game, uh, you know, head to head FanDuel matchup with Greg between Greg and myself. So definitely don't want to miss that. So again, everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed Thursday night football. Again, please rate and review the podcast, wherever it is that you're listening. Uh, and then, you know, subscribe on, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google play, uh, wherever it is that you get your podcast and, uh, Have a good one, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good weekend. And we are out. We are.